Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, thought thinkers. Boo! (laughs) I am so excited to be back. This is the first episode of the fall season, and this happens to be season six. Give yourself a round of applause. I don't know what that was for, but I am so excited. Today is the season six premiere, and today's title, Why I Said Boo, is called Ghosting. Have you lost your boo? And before I get started, I first want to say thank you to all of the new viewers who joined us during season five. I am most proud of season five because season five is where I feel like I gained my wings, right? I had a structure, I saw it all the way through, and I was being myself. And as this podcast grows, I hope to be able to share more of myself because what most of you don't know about me is that I am very funny and I do curse a lot. That's why at the end of each episode when you see me get really excited and I just quit, that's because I really don't want to go to that dark place, right? So thank you for joining us and I want to say to you guys that are listening for the first time, please subscribe. You can go to runonthoughts.com and become a thought thinker. Also, we have a new segment called Hey Help. And even today's topic, ghosting, was, I decided on this topic because of some of the questions. Oh, and thank you for the questions that you guys are sending out to me. I am in awe of the love and appreciation and the trust that you guys are showing me. So someone was feeling really sad about being ghosted and that is how I decided in collaboration with Halloween to make the season premiere ghosting, right? So it's not gonna be too dark, we're gonna make it light and we're just gonna try to have some fun this season. Now, just because we're having fun does not mean that we are still not going to be doing what is most important to me right and that is unpack and unlearn those behaviors that are setting most of us into an emotional turmoil it is ruining our emotional well-being our mental health should be our primary focus not how other people feel or what other people see in us i see i was taking it too far already right so before we get started i want to tell you what platforms you can hear the podcast on you can go to soundcloud spotify google Podcasts, apple Podcasts, and you can still listen at runonthoughts.com i also have a blog right i post blogs up there i think the next episode Because this blog post has gotten the most blog posts that I've ever gotten. And that was one I got my gun permit. So many of you have many questions. And I've also realized that there are many people asking if I actually got my gun permit or a gun. So I'm going to answer that next week, I think. 
unless something pops off in the world of life and on social media that sends me down a different direction. So let's get started. Ghosting. So what exactly is ghosting? Ghosting is a passive aggressive form of emotional abuse or cruelty. And it's when someone decides to abruptly, right? End all communication with someone that they have usually dated short term. It usually lies in the short-term dating. Usually people who have been in long-term relationships, they don't have to do this. But now in today's, in today's time, it's gotten more increasingly visual because we're dating on apps, we're meeting people on social media, we're meeting people fast, and relationships are quick, right? So they said, I read, I actually looked this up and I read a lot of articles about ghosting and I'm going to make a confession to you guys. Part of me was shocked about some things that I realized about myself, right? They said that some early signs of ghosting included bailing on plans, right? Has become like sec second nature to the person who is going to ghost you. Avoid sharing personal details, right? So you meet someone and you're sharing all your life story and they just, uh-huh, yeah, uh-huh. Ooh, tell me more, but they're not telling you or sharing with you any details about themselves. Those are some red flags that we all need to be looking at when we are meeting people, right? So first we have to decide what is our intention. It is so important to know what you want so that you can be able to spot the signs and see that the other person wants exactly what you want, right? Because if you just want a casual hookup, then I don't understand why one would care if someone ghosted them. But if your intention is to meet people for the purpose of gaining relationships, friendships, and a love bond, then I would think that as you're sharing, you would want someone to share with you, right? People who have commitment phobia, that goes to back to what I just said. I don't even understand what this means, right? Because if your intention is to meet people for a committed relationship and they tell you that they have commitment phobia, I'm trying to figure out what about you would make you keep going. And I know what that is, right? That sometimes people think that they can change people or that your love is the best love in the whole wide world and that you can get people to do what you say. Now, I know we know that none of this is true. None of that shit is true at all. You cannot change anyone, right? You can be yourself and people can decide for themselves if they want to change, but it almost never has anything to do with you. So it is important that when people are telling you who they are, and more importantly than telling you who they are, showing you who they are, that you listen, right? Stop trying to hear the truth with rose-colored ears, right? Allow your intuition and your gut to hear the truth as it is and not as you need and want it to be. Another one is that their words never match their actions. You see what I just said? I said it before they said it, right? I too have been in relationships where people say a lot of things, but it never manifests in real life. And I also can confess that it was my arrogance about who I am that convinced me to keep going and that I could change them with my love. Arrogant alert, arrogant alert, red flag. 
like I said, all of the things that I share with you guys, what makes me a professional about what I share with you guys is that I am always talking from a perspective that is my truth, right? While I was on hiatus, I oftentimes feel overwhelmed when people come up to me or friends say that my podcast is inspiring them or that I keep it real because I'm not a doctor. I think I've said that before. And my information is usually just based in sharing. I'm not trying to be right. I'm simply trying to get people to think outside of the box, to think differently, to add new perspectives to what they know, to unpack your own shit and be your own full self. I don't need anyone to be me. I want for you guys to be you. That's why when I hear larger platforms speak about things that I've been speaking about, at first, y'all, I really do think that the bigger platforms steal from the little platforms, but that's a whole nother discussion for another day. And I'm sure that people who are on smaller platforms can actually attest to that. Because when I start hearing doctors say things that I've said last year, I'm like, okay. But I've also decided to, instead of being mad, to just feel validated. To know that even though I am not a doctor, and even though I try to share from a place of genuine intuition and from a genuine experience, the life that I have walked through, and I'm nosy, y'all, so I'm always observing people. So most of my thoughts are about the, the human perspective. It's how I see the whole world. I am always observing and looking and seeing for similarities in humans and differences in human beings, right? And then I collectively draw from a universal energy and then I share that with you guys and whether people understand it or not every time I turn on go for this podcast I have a nervous bubble in my stomach mostly because I'm not afraid to talk but I have a need to make sure that someone is helped by the words that I speak that someone feels safe listening to my podcast, that they don't really feel judged, right? But they feel like they have a safe space to open up and be themselves, a safe space to right wrongs, a safe space to say, stop. I'm not gonna go any further in the wrong. I'm going to unpack from here. Whatever you were driving to, whatever you were traveling to on the journey of life, that you can stop, you can reassess, and you can say no more or that's not what I want to do. So that's what everything that we speak about each week is about. So while I was on hiatus, I gained a sense of validation. And I know I act like I don't need validation. And most of the time I don't. I think it's the fact that I'm not a doctor, but I also used to do some life coaching and I still have my primary clients but I do not want to do life coaching on a larger scale because one of my clients told me not to. They like the fact that my perspective comes from, not from books, because books study other people. And I really do believe that although we as human beings have similarities and that there are boxes that we each fit into collectively as humans, that we each get 
a unique self. And we each get a unique perspective through life. So my advice is not necessarily based on who I am or what the book says, but who you are. The goal is to get you back to who you are. And guess what? You can't ever be wrong about who you are, right? The world can say that what you should be, but who you are is who you are. So let's just unpack that. But back to ghosting. And this episode is premiering one day before Halloween. So I want you guys to have a safe Halloween if you celebrate Halloween. If you don't, let's keep going. So we're going to go back to, what did I say? They show no interest in future plans. So if you say it's October 1st and you say, what are you doing for Halloween? And they say, oh, I don't know. But you see on social media that they celebrate Halloween every year and they buy big costumes and they celebrate on a grand scale. And now when they're talking to you, they don't know shit. See that as another red flag. It says they keep your relationship a secret. So here's another thing, right? Because as human beings, sometimes we tell ourselves a new truth in order to swallow the pills that other people are giving us. People will say things like they want to keep it private until it's exclusive. Now, privacy and secret are not the same thing. You can feel when you are secret versus when something is private. And that will fall under listen to your own intuition, right? And they avoid revealing about you two in public. So you're out with someone and they run into a friend and they say, hey, this is Lisa. That's it. Just, this is Lisa. And I guess that's all right for some people. It's not really all right for me. I need it to be what it's going to be. Because if you don't know Marshall, you will find out that I am extremely territorial. Even in friendships, my loyalty is on 1,000. So I need for yours to be on 1,000. What the F are we? Right? And I really don't have friends. Either we're sister and brothers or that's on, that's on that. I'm not, I don't really have associates. You know, there are people that I see in passing and I say hi to, but that doesn't necessarily mean that I want you in my home and my life or at the holiday events that I celebrate. So if I call you my friend, eventually you will be called my sister and we are a family and that's on that. So if I'm dating and you don't want to tell the world about me, I am going to feel a way about that. But those are precursors, right? All of those are precursors. And usually some of those things that I just described are things that are happening while you are dating. So when the person actually ghosts you, although it feels like it was immediate, it usually was not. They were usually red flags that told you who this person was, right? And I read that it's passive aggressive form of emotional abuse or cruelty. And I'm not, I do believe that it is passive aggressive, but I don't think that it necessarily has to be passive aggressive, right? Because especially for women, right? What I'm learning is that even in truth, everything has, nothing is 100%, right? So although ghosting as a definition, could be passive aggressive and it could be mean. But if I'm on a date with a man and this man makes me feel unsafe and he feels creepy or maybe sexually uh, uh, making sexual advances that I don't like, right? 
if this man is doing that to me and I choose not to call him back, or if, even if I went out on three dates, because the first time I thought, oh, he's just being funny, because you know, as women, sometimes we try to retell the story and make it something that it's not to make other people feel comfortable, which y'all know how I feel. Stop doing that shit. Because it is us that teach people how to treat us, right? When people are treating us poorly, they first tested us to see if we would take the shit. And then what happens is the more you take the shit, the more shit they give you. Calm down, Marshall. Calm down. So I'm on a date, third date with a man. And now I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Can't read this any other way. I don't want to be here no more. Why the fuck do I owe him a phone call to say that I don't want to date your creepy ass anymore? If you made me feel creepy, I don't owe you shit. And I don't care when, oh, it's nice. He wasn't nice. And although he doesn't know that he wasn't nice, that's not my fucking problem. It's not my problem that you don't know that you make people feel uncomfortable. To the woman that wants to call him and tell him, I can almost promise you that he's not going to buy into what you're saying, right? He's going to attack you and make you feel like you are the problem. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. And I really don't even understand why I would expect anything from someone that doesn't really give a fuck about me, right? If I go out with you and you don't like you like me, I don't need a phone call for you to tell me that you don't like me. I would just take at face value that you didn't call me, that you don't like me. But here is where it gets tricky. First, I'm going to share with you why they say that ghosting is toxic. It says ghosting hurts. It's a cruel rejection, right? I'm going to go back to that word rejection after I, fi I finish this. It is particularly painful because you are left with no rationale no guidelines, no guidelines for how to proceed, and often a heap of emotions to sort through on your own. And then it says, if you suffer from any abandonment or self-esteem issues, being ghosted may bring them to the forefront. Well, I actually believe that no response is a response, right? And then cruel rejection. For me, rejection is rejection, right? So if I date you, I don't like you, and I don't call you no more, that's ghosting. You feel rejected. If I call you and tell you that I don't like you and I don't want to see you anymore, that is still the same rejection. There are some people who would like the honesty, right, and like to know that you don't like them. But if I don't like you, I don't even have to be nice back to you. I could be like, F you. I don't care that you don't like me. I'm not in a position to talk rational to you, right? You don't like me, don't call me. But for those people who need, right, if I went out on one date with you, I don't know what you need. I don't know that you necessarily need to hear that I don't want to date you. And there could be some people who call and say, listen, I don't want to date you no more. And they cannot need that. So I don't even think that we are responsible for assuming what people fucking need. I don't know what you need. I'm taking care of myself first. And that is where my confession lies, right? I read something called dark triad traits. And I was like, okay. And they say that people who have dark triad traits tend to align more with the approval of ghosting than others. Oh, God. 
I didn't like hearing that, right? And what are dark triad traits? I think that they listed three of them. Narcissism, Machiavellianism, and psychopathy. All right, I think we've heard the word narcissism used so much that now it's in the fabric of everyday life. So I'm gonna focus on the Machiavellianism, which is a tendency towards manipulation, self-serving, calculated, um, social strategies and game playing. Psychotherapy, psychopathy, I'll tell you what that is, reflects a lack of impulse control and meanness. Um, I don't think that I have psychopathy. I think that I can control myself. I may be considered a bit mean. I don't know why telling your truth is mean, especially when even in telling my truth, I never... Um, put my truth onto other people, right? Like I'm telling my truth about me. I don't think it's necessarily a smart idea to tell people the truth as you see it about them, right? I can only tell you my truth about me. And that's why I don't understand why people may think that I am mean. I would never tell someone, hey, you're fat. Listen, you get to be who the fuck you want to be. I get to tell you how I see myself. I don't like when people tell people who they are or what they need to do. I tell you who I am. So how can telling you who I am and what I want be mean? Because guess what? You got to say so. You get to say yes or no about anything. But instead of me trying to um, give myself permission to have cognitive dissonance about who I am, I read what I read, and I do believe that my views are more related to the dark triad traits, right? I think I'm emotional, but my son told me that I think more logically than emotional, and I'm sure my siblings have said this to me as well. I'm sure that I really don't listen to them when they say this because I'm sure that I try to be emotional, but guess what, guys? I'm not. I have feelings, but even my feelings, I react to them in logic. I don't always like that about myself because sometimes when it's time to cry, my logic will step in and say, okay, you can't cry right now because I have something that I have to do. I told you guys the story about how when I lost my job and I wanted to cry and I was so scared because I'm a single mother with one income and that I wanted to cry so bad, but I couldn't cry. I had to get on the bus go to a temporary agency, take a test, fail, and beg them. And I was like, you can't cry until you get a job. But then by the time I got a job, it was too late to cry. And I've spent a lot of my life like this, and I want to be emotional, but my first reaction is to solve the problem, right? And I think that when the first reaction is to solve the problem, or the first reaction is me, I place me at the center. And I actually believe that most of us should place us at the center. It's kind of like they tell you on the plane that you have to give yourself the oxygen first because you can't save others or fill up other people's cup if you're thirsty. I really don't understand this concept of believing that people are selfish because they put their own needs first. Because guess what? Even when I put my own needs first, I am giving you permission to put your needs first. And if they don't align with mine, you can say no as a full and complete sentence. But because we live in a society that teaches most of us how to put ourselves on the back burner for other people's needs to be met, everybody is walking around doing things 
saying things that they don't want to do. So when people stand up for themselves or make decisions that best serve them and not the other person, they're judged. So am I a part of the dark triad traits? Yes! I said it, okay? I'm a little selfish. If y'all want to call me selfish, I'm selfish. I don't really believe that I'm a narcissist. It says an inflated sense of self. A grandiose, a grandiosity that tends to correspond with using others for one's own social status or other benefits. Well, then I definitely can't be a narcissist. Because even though I do have a grandiose um, inflate, why is it inflated? I love me. I love me. My love for me doesn't make me feel like I am better than other people, right? I believe that each of us should believe that we love ourselves first. My love for me should not step on the toes of you loving you. And I heard um, Deion Sanders say something about this. Don't let how I feel about myself affect how you feel about yourself. That was a full paraphrase. I wish I had the full meme because I think that I am going to write that on one of my blackboards in my room, right? But I do have, I do love me, flaws and all. There are many things about myself that I would like to change. I would like to become more disciplined about losing weight. I think the universe knows that if I lose a few pounds, y'all in trouble because I'm going to be out here almost half naked at least for a summer, right? So I want to become more disciplined about that and I want to become more disciplined about men, right? Smart women usually tend to let men get away with more because they're usually trying to place things in a place of logic instead of just listening to what someone tells you about themselves and listen. So by the time you usually get it, you're usually so far into the BS that you can't get yourself out of it, right? So now back to ghosting. Dear person who has been ghosted, what I want to share with you is that no one owes you nothing. And I hope that that did not hurt your feelings. And the reason why I'm telling you this is because I do not want your self-worth or your feelings to be tied to how others behave. You are not ready to date if you require that strangers treat you with grace and mercy. They don't know you, they don't like you, and they don't even want to be bothered. You are giving people a lot of power over you. Would it be nice if someone called you and said that I don't want to date you? I don't know. As I was saying it, I was going to say yes until I said, I don't like you. Who the fuck wants to hear I don't like you? I don't want to hear that. Because then the next thing is I'd want to know why you don't like me. So even if you ghost me, I assume, oh, they must have didn't like me. Then the next thing is why didn't they like me? And then it's am I the problem? Maybe. You're always going to be the problem for someone, right? You're always going to be a problem for the person that you're not equally yoked with. No response is a response. I have abandonment issues too, right? However, I also understand that I do not have to dissect other people's behavior. I can listen to the facts as they are. We went out. I called you. You don't answer back. I don't have to think anything. So 
something could have happened. You could have went to the doctor. You could have went to the hospital. You could have had a family emergency. You could Anything could be happening. But whatever happened, it wasn't enough for you to reach out to me. Why? Those are your problems, not mine. Right? Maybe you don't like me. Maybe I'm too loud. Maybe I curse too much. Maybe I'm too black. Maybe I'm too light. Maybe I'm too skinny. Maybe I'm too big. Maybe I'm too demanding. The, the, the list is endless. Whatever the list is, it's could be true. Because I don't fit into what that person needs or wants. Or that person could be playing games. And if any of the reasons that I stated at first are any of the reasons why they're not calling you back, right? Bailing on you. Red flag, right? So they shouldn't have been allowed to ghost you. If someone bails on you more than one time, you should have been cutting them off in the first place. Right? If they're not sharing with you and you're interested in a relationship, again, you should be cutting them off. Commitment phobia. Boom. Full stop. Words never match their actions. Full stop. How many times do people have to tell us who the fuck they are and we fucking not listening? Now I'm getting upset. And I'm not just getting upset at you guys. I'm getting upset at myself because remember, everything that I am saying to you is me talking to me. Now, I've never really been ghosted. So I got some nerve saying that shit. I've never really been ghosted. And I don't know if that's because, one, I'm not really that nice. So I'm not really on first dates with strangers. Right. In order for me to I'm not really physically attracted to people on a physical level. I have to be in conversation with you. Isn't that called uh, um, uh, a sapien, a, a demisexual or a, um, some other kind of sexual? I can't think of the word right now, but I am only emotionally, physically attracted to men. I'm not physically, physically attracted to men. I just made that up. So I've never really been ghosted because by the time I date someone or give myself to someone, and let's make this clear, even that doesn't stop them from being full assholes, right? I don't even date men who drink or smoke and they still full assholes, y'all. So date the drinker, date the smoker, date, it's, none of the rules apply to nobody because the rules mean Waiting 30 days don't mean he good. Not waiting don't mean they good. None of the rules that people tell you in society matter at all, right? You can, a person could do none of these things that they telling you are red flags and still fucking ghost you, right? Maybe the ghoster doesn't want to hurt your feelings or maybe they, y'all out on a date and the ghoster thought that you were too emotional and he don't, that person don't, is not invested enough in you to comfort you when they tell you that they don't want to date you. But today's real goal is to empower the person who feels ghosted. Yes, you were ghosted. But stop letting people tell you who the fuck you are. Stop letting people make you feel like you're not worthy of love. They're not worthy of their, of your love. If you don't align with who they are, then it is what it is. It is whatever the fuck it is. Just as you are, you are enough. My motto for myself is I am all of myself even as I evolve. But while I am evolving, I do deserve a complimentary love. So if you have been ghosted, assume that that person is doing you a whole motherfucking favor. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.